Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Hi, Sonia. Hi, Sebastian. Oh, welcome, listener, to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, Sebastian Slovan, host, and Sonia Muhammad. We already did the intros, but that's okay. Co-host. Co-host. That's right. So just a reminder, if you're new to the podcast or wondering what Nature Unplugged is all about, we are all about inspiring wellness and engaged living in the digital age, and we do uh, workshops, coaching, retreats to help individuals create healthier relationships with technology and reconnect to nature. And this podcast is like a, as a platform for us to talk about all sorts of relative stuff. Could be technology related or boundaries with technology related, uh, nature related, wellness related, all sorts of stuff. It's pretty awesome. Super awesome. Super awesome. Today, I'm really excited for this, for this topic. Me too. Yeah, I'm pumped. So we're calling it from FOMO to JOMO. We didn't coin either of those terms. No, nothing original, nothing original. Um, FOMO, of course, well, not of course, but if you haven't heard of FOMO, it's the acronym for, that stands for fear of missing out, which has become quite popular with, uh, of course, the growing uh, presence of social media in our lives. JOMO, you may not have heard of. JOMO is the joy of missing out, which we're going to explore a little bit more. But let's start out with... There's a definition for FOMO. You ready for it? Ready. Let's start with the definition. FOMO, fear of missing out, is anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere, often aroused by posting on social media websites. That makes sense. Yeah. Of course, we know that FOMO isn't a new thing. This isn't, this isn't something that just happened since Facebook started or Instagram or any of these things. Uh, been around for a long time. People, you know, there's, I think people that research this have have uh, shown that you know in ancient Rome and ancient civilizations, people were tripping out on missing out on stuff uh, a long, long time ago. But now I think it's just what we know now is that it's just amplified with social media and having access to what every one of our friends and family members and other people are doing twenty four seven. Yeah, there's a really heightened visibility of what everyone's doing today, um, regardless of what application you're using. Like even if you're not on any social media, uh, you may get text throughout the day or like a photo sharing stream, like Google Photos or something, um, of people sharing what they're doing in all these cool places or somebody's on their vacation and they're sharing their photos with you real time-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. FOMO's no joke. Yeah. So, um... I'm curious to hear, Sonia, what's your experience of FOMO? Or is there something that comes up for you often in your life that is a sort of FOMO uh, that brings that brings, brings up FOMO? FOMO. Um, well, I'll, I'll start by talking about like this was this was present for me, you know, when I was growing up in high school, middle school, et cetera, um, without social media. Um, but again, it was just 
less often because I was less aware. Like there were probably plenty of things going on that I would have wanted to be a part of. I just didn't know they were happening. Um, and I remember really specifically this like one time somehow I found out that like a core group of my friends went and did like something really awesome, like went to the beach or something, which was sort of far for us because you'd have to like drive two hours. You had to plan to do it. It wasn't. Sonia's from Philadelphia. Yeah. East Coaster. East Coaster. Um, and when I found out, I was so devastated. I like was actually, I think I had to like go somewhere with my mom and, oh, we were going to buy like soccer cleats or something for, for my team. And we like pulled up to the soccer store and I was like, what's, what's wrong? And I just started crying. I was so upset. I felt like so um, outcasted from my friend group. And so I'm just sharing that because that was a really, really intense FOMO experience for me. And I just, I understand that I think that's happening for people um, a lot more often than it used to. Um, for me, of course, it still happens all the time, um, particularly with social media for me, like the Facebook is probably the one I use the most, but then just seeing what people are doing over the weekend. I mean, vacations get me when people are doing awesome travel. I'm just like, oh, what am I doing sitting around San Diego? Whereas like a lot of people would vacation in San Diego. I live in a vacation destination, but um, that's probably most present for me. The- yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point to the the fact that, and everyone with kids or if, you know, young folks listening, young folks, uh, that there are basically 24-7 FOMO. I mean, it can be. Yeah. So you can imagine if you're, if you're not, if you didn't grow up with that, with constant technology, like this iGen or Gen Z, um, it's really intense, really intense to, to, to constantly know. And I heard, I just heard this, that I, I, I'm not a user of Snapchat. I'm sort of a little bit after, or it was Snapchat. It was yeah. a little bit before my time, yeah. or after my time. And there's apparently this thing that tracks. Uh, there's a Snap Map that tracks <laughs> oh, all yeah. your all your friends, like where they are twenty, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like a little, you know. I think about the Uber app where you're waiting for the Uber car and that you can see it coming down the street and like it's three minutes away. I mean, imagine seeing all your friends on a map being like, wait, they're all clustering together mm. 20 minutes away from me. What are they doing? Yeah. And then you go on some other thing, you see photos and it's just nuts. So what do, you, what do we do about this? Tricky business. I want to share, can I share a little? Yeah, tell yeah. us about your experience with Puma. Well, I mean, I think similar deal. You know, Sonia and I both grew up, uh, we're millennials grew up without elder millennials elder millennials that's right we grew up without uh, had this this interesting phase of having no technology or you know no smart technology when we were young and then had that come in and you know high school yeah, what college was, was dial up like in the middle school beginning of high school so we had dial up yeah. yeah i didn't have a phone like a flip phone until probably i was a senior in high school i was a little late in the game but yeah um, anyhow but similar things i think a lot of my you mentioned the beach story a lot of my FOMO was around surfing or bodyboarding. When I was saying, I go, for those of you that don't know, I was really, really into that. Uh, you know, competed and, and traveled, did a lot of bodyboarding. Um, and, you know, anytime my friends, my core group of friends or, you know, bodyboarding people got to go somewhere, especially on a trip and I wasn't able to go or, you know, something came up and I wasn't able to be there, it was really, really tough. And I would just hear about it later. It wasn't like I was getting Snapchatted about the waves are so good. You're missing out. And then this is this is sort of related, but later, 
you know, I had the opportunity to be a, uh, to travel around the world and do bodyboarding on a like pretty high level professionally, and it was really interesting how uh, this happened all the time. Where we would be, I'd be with some people on a bodyboarding trip in, let's say, uh, Puerto Escondido and like mainland Mexico. It's like a world class. I remember being there at one time and world class surf spot. And you know, this season, it just happened to be not that. There were some bad winds, bad storms. It just wasn't really locked in. Uh, but then the season in Australia was like going nuts, you know, or, you know, East Coast of Australia was really good. And, uh, or just other places and being, because of the internet, being aware of you know, these guys are scoring perfect waves in Tahiti or Australia or whatever, and just freaking out and be like, we blew it by coming to, <laughs> it's like a beautiful place. And, <laughs> in uh, mainland Mexico or being in Australia and, and knowing Hawaii was really good. And it's just like nuts mm-hmm. uh, how you could be in a really an incredible spot and wanting to be elsewhere. And that was really interesting, like helpful for me to reframe, like, what are we doing? Like, is this, this is a little crazy. Like, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, this is a silly one, but from Talladega Nights, like if you're not first, you're last. Like if you're not surfing the most ultimate best wave, like what are you even doing in the water? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the mindset. It's yeah. like you have to be you have to be getting the best waves in the world. And if you're not, you're blowing it. Yeah. And it's hard yeah. to do that. It's Im- impossible. <laughs> it is impossible. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you, surfing example, but, you know, can be with, music venue you know missing out on concerts could be with social it could be anything you know yeah it's really interesting i mean we um we've spoken to this about the heightened effects of or impact of fomo with social media i mean it's also we're also in a a culture this is an interesting piece of it where like a consumer culture where um advertising agencies marketing agencies are spending a ton of money targeting people to mm-hmm. to basically like create fomo about their particular product or right service or whatever it is and yeah yeah and new better options are coming out constantly it's it's sort of incredible i feel like when this <laughs> when this first started happening yeah. there was um an snl skit about like Apple products and they were doing like a commercial for the newest iPod. And before they could even like finish the commercial, they're like, Oh, never mind, it's obsolete and they'd like throw it behind them and then they'd start <laughs> promoting the next like new generation of I iPod. was just I was just thinking about Apple products, about getting you get the phone and you're like, This is insane and then someone's like, Did you get the new phone yet? And you're like, This one? They're like, No, that one's <laughs> it's yeah. the X three. Yeah. Yeah, the eleven or whatever. Yeah. With three camera <laughs> Yeah, the new one. Yeah, I don't We it. don't have the new one. We don't have the new one. Um, FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the consumer consul- the consumer culture is a really big piece of it. Yeah. Like anything that you're using, whether it's your laptop in the internet browser or social media apps um, or watching TV, there are advertisements that are telling you um, what you have is subpar and go get this other thing. Um, your life could be so much better if you just had this. Right. Um, Often, yeah. often, almost always, but often not true. Yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this before. You know, I'm curious how, um, you know, people, different personality types might experience FOMO differently. Like we were talking about this, like I'm on oh, yeah. the more, I feel like I'm pretty in the middle between extrovert and introvert, mm-hmm. ambivert, <laughs> but probably more on the extrovert side. Is that a thing? Ambivert? Yeah, ambivert. Ah, I didn't know. Yeah. Ambivert. 
It's a yeah. hybrid. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm much more introverted. Um, and so to clarify, um, by that I mean I still like to be social. I just get re-energized by time alone, like more time to myself. The downtime is what energizes me, um, where if you're uh, extra, extroverted, you get more energy by being with people. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm much more introverted. So, I yeah, I think about FOMO, and a lot of times... You know, I'll go into social media and I'll see this thing somebody's doing. Or, you know, maybe I even just get an invitation. I feel like today you get invited to a lot more things because there's like a lot more things going on and or it seems that way at least. Um, and I have this moment of, well, that sounds fun. Like, I'd really rather do this other thing today. But like, what would I be missing out on if I don't do that? Um, but knowing that the right thing for me that day would be, well, I think I'm just going to do a couple chores like have this one social thing that I'm doing and not like load up my day because I won't enjoy that you know I'll inevitably be at some event you know and be like gosh I wish I was just at home doing this thing I wanted to do <laughs> so, classic introvert yeah 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 it's interesting you know because I, I, I imagine that you by like social media and extroverted people are maybe constantly made feeling like you're not doing enough Right. Socially. Right. Yeah. Whereas that's just not, I mean, you like social stuff, but it's not how you, as you said, uh, fill up your bucket. Yeah. Fill up my cup. Your cup? Bucket? Yeah. Bucket. Cup? Yeah. I Marble jar? Gas tank. Anyway. Gas tank. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, I guess, you know, I'm more, again, I'm more on the extroverted side, but uh, I think it affects me the same. I still like the, I still like the downtime, but I think I'm more, um, or not more, but uh am susceptible like you in the times when I'm okay I'm just gonna have a chill afternoon and read and I was thinking about this too this is the thing that that gets me is uh you know those apps that show this is again a surf example but apps that show the current surf conditions and, and videos and things like that and I'll just be like I'm just gonna I'm gonna chill I'm gonna read it's gonna be great I'm gonna do some stretches foam roller and then all of a sudden I'll just sneak onto the, the webcam, the surf camp, and it's good. And I'm like, I got to get out. I got to get out there. Yeah. Or even, even just like, I'm going to go read on the deck. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's on shore. Offshore? <laughs> Offshore. Offshore. My bad. Get Not with a it. surfer. <laughs> and then, the, you know, just even, <laughs> it's really funny. It's not, it's not a bad thing necessarily, but it's like being able to get in touch with, well, what do I actually want to do right now? Um, and weighing the benefits of what I want to do versus this other thing that might be pulling me yeah. um, in the trade-offs and then making the right, like the best decision for you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good segue to like, what do we do about FOMO? Right. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that, but I want to introduce this concept, JOMO. JOMO. Did we talk about JOMO? JOMO, we didn't come up with JOMO. We're not exactly sure who came up with JOMO, but yeah. it seems to be out there. Multiple books about JOMO. Yeah, we tried to figure out who came up with JOMO, but it wasn't immediately clear. <laughs> so, so we gave up. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> JOMO is the joy of missing out. There's a definition for JOMO. It is. Uh, what is the definition of JOMO, Sonia? Uh, oh, no. Oh, JOMO is the joy of missing out. It simply refers to the gratifying feeling you get when you break away from the real or virtual activities of your social group and spend time doing exactly what you want to do most. Perfect. That's great. That's great. That's great. We saw there's an awesome little video by uh, a Danish professor of psychology named Sven Brinkman, Sven Brinkman, <laughs> who talks about FOMO and JOMO. And I really dug it. It was a cool little yeah, short too. video. 
but kind of in the, 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 we'll, we'll do a link to it in the show notes, but the, the point of it was, uh, embrace Jomo. There's something with this sort of change in, in mindset, uh, so wonderful and I think relieving about the realizing you can't do everything. You can't surf all the best waves all the time. It's not going to happen. You can't be at every social mm-hmm. venue or gathering. And um, to just realize that and fully embrace not doing certain things. Yeah, I, I particularly found interesting this point he was making about how we have you know shifted our culture to really try to embrace and espouse um, anything as possible. Like you can do whatever you want. Um, and acknowledging that that's like a, a kind way to look at the world, but um, problematic in a lot of ways too, because there are limits, you know, real limits um, to what we can do. And you were just speaking to this, but really embracing those limits is important too. Um, Cause it's just, it's just not true that anything's possible. Um, there are a lot of things that are possible, but there are some things that are not. Yeah. Um, and we're not, to be clear, we're not talking about like living small or, or backing down from things that you want to achieve that are achievable. It's just, you know, what's within your realm of, mm-hmm. of control and mm-hmm. possibility. Yeah. And sort of letting go. It's like the, uh, kind of think about the serenity prayer. How does that go? I don't know. Yeah. I'll look it up. <laughs> but it's basically, um, you know, letting go, uh, taking care of what you can take care of, letting go of what you can't take care of, what's yeah. out of your control. And having the wisdom to know the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. It's Trinity Prayer. It's great. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And it's this idea of like at what cost, like that question of what am I giving up to do all these things? Um, and I mean, he talks a little bit about what are the sort of community-based contributions I may want to be making that I'm no longer able to make if I'm constantly just trying to seize every opportunity and not miss out on anything. Um so I thought that was I thought that was really interesting, like this idea of how to find the balance between you know doing too much and, and doing too little, um, and that's going to look different for everybody. But getting in touch getting in touch with that, yeah. Because I, I feel like we're a culture that's doing too much right now. Um, again, partially because there's so much external input coming in saying like do this, do this, do this, whether it's the advertising or social media. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think this to me to that point comes down to the, the, the concept of internal versus external or mm-hmm. intrinsic versus et- extrinsic motivation. And right with so with social media and with the, with cultural polls, mm-hmm. so polled to do so many things that maybe we don't really want to do. Right. And so, you know, I think about like, we talked, talked a lot about FOMO, talking about Jomo. It's like, you know, what do we do about this? And so for me, a big thing is, yeah, that discernment between like, what do I actually, you spoke to this, but what do I actually want to do? Like what's in, what's in alignment with my, you know, core values right now and what's not mm-hmm. and, and really getting in touch with that. Yeah. It's hard to do when That's there's really so many polls, but it's, it's like holding that boundary, getting in touch with really what you want and doing it. Yeah. And it's hard to do that also with friends and partners, et cetera, um, because what I want to do maybe is not what Sebastian wants to do or what my friends want to do. Um, and knowing that sometimes it's not that I like really don't want to do it and it's nice to spend time with my friends or with Sebastian and I'll just go ahead and do it. But if it's really something I don't want to do, it's not really going to enhance the experience for the other person if I'm there and I don't want to be doing it. Yeah. Um, it certainly won't be fun for me. Yeah, that's a great point. So yeah. I think that's one thing is is... 
getting in touch, you know, getting in touch with what you want. Yeah. At the, like from an internally driven place. Yeah. And the other point that seems really valuable to think about and consider and try to um, create in your life is this idea of designing your environment to be like conducive, um, to miss out on the things you don't want to do and focus on the things you do. Um, and there's this book I've been reading um, slowly, amongst other books, called Nudge. It's really great. It's by um, Richard Thaler and Cass Sunstein. Uh, and it's this idea about, like, you know, making small changes to support your behaviors and actions that um, help you resist temptations or risk sort of unhealthy decisions um, or, or miss out on unhealthy decisions a little easier. So, yeah, mitigating temptation. But um, yeah. what, is that, what, what does that look like in real life is probably helpful to... Um, say. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good segue too, uh, to a lot of the things we talk about with like boundaries with technology. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think the core thing is first getting in touch with what you want. What are your what are your values and act mm-hmm. in alignment with them? If you want to chill and read a book, mm-hmm. go all in, hundred percent, chill and read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the nudge stuff is great. I haven't read it, but the concept is great. But I think if you're not first in touch with really what you want, mm-hmm. uh, you could do all these like little sort of not hacks, but designs around your life mm-hmm. and it may not be supporting what you really want. I think more tangible stuff though, like we, talk, we talk about this a lot, but like um, one of the issues with FOMO is that we're constantly pulled in so many directions that we're like very rarely actually connecting with people that we love mm-hmm. and we care about. So I think it's it's really creating a, a strong boundary with that around when you're with people that you love and 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 friends like you're having a meal with people that you are close with. Mm-hmm. Phones out of there, you know, like not getting like the constant buzz of being like, well, maybe there's some other dinner that I should have gone to or whatever. Right. But creating that kind of barrier, or when you're if you're having an afternoon reading, it's like maybe the phone just needs to be out of the picture. So you're, for me, not getting pulled to go yeah. do some other Yeah. Well, and that activity. would be considered, you know, a nudge. Having yeah. a place to put your phone that's very clear and out of the way and, like, specific. Um, it, whether that's when you're by yourself reading a book or when you're out socially with friends. Um, just, like, designing your environment to align with the value you're trying to connect with, whether that's, like, people or, you know, pro- professional or personal development through reading a book, et cetera, or pleasure if it's fiction. Um yeah. Nudge. Cool book. Nudge. Check it out. Yeah. Cool book. Mm-hmm. So what are some steps? I think we've talked about this a bit, but um, you know, what are some things that you found really helpful with uh, combating FOMO or stepping into JOMO? Yeah, I think I've started to apply. So I've had this thing with my email, checking it only at really specific times, like just not living on my email. I don't tend to get emails that make me feel... <laughs> like I'm missing out on anything, but applying that then to my sort of social checking experience of trying to have specific times that I'm looking at social media. I haven't quite gotten into a full groove with this yet, but, you know, like not looking at it, first of all, right when I wake up, like trying to have, um, you know, my own morning to myself and then have a time like, you know, 9 or 10 a.m. that I might check it and then a a time in the afternoon, like 1 p.m. and then maybe you know, five or 6 PM and then, and then trying to be off it. And and by off it, I mean like off it and off my phone potentially too, uh, keeping it in its home and out of my face. Cause I tend to just 
I'm one of those people who carry it around constantly if I don't have a, a place, a design place to put it otherwise. Right. Yeah. Um, That's good. That's good. Yeah. What about you? I think similar things are really helpful. You know, um, and just to clarify, if you're not familiar with kind of our um, philosophy on this, is that we're, we're very into technology and we love technology and love a good show and love you know, the conveniences of technology. And I think our mission is to um, create intentional use of technology or find some, some balance with that so it's not mm-hmm. controlling our lives. Right. Um, but I think just to your point, right, recently have been making some shifts around, particularly with social media, because we're on social media, we're not like on it a ton, but um, really just going on at specific times. And it's and for me, I'm, I'm working on, or what I've been practicing is going on just to more uh, create and like do a post mm-hmm. and far less, if any, scrolling of, mm-hmm. or, or like just kind of, because it's so easy to kind of, you have a few minutes of downtime, just be like, okay, I'm going to pull out this device yeah. and, and see what everyone in the world is doing right now. And that's not really usually very helpful. Yeah. So just being, essentially just being more intentional and similar with email, not living on your email, not living on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And then practicing saying no, I've been trying to say no to more things, um, rather than an ob- like an obligated feeling. Yes. Um, so that's a, a useful tool too. If, if when you do happen to know that you don't want to do something and, and feel like you're just being pulled to it because you're worried about missing out, um, beginning to practice saying no to those things. Yeah. It's hard at first. It gets a little easier, but. Yeah, for sure. Holding the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Holding the boundaries. You don't have to be mean about it, but um, oh, thanks so much for the invite to the yeah. dinner party. Yeah. No but, is not a bad word. We just seem to like think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding the boundaries. I like that. Well, awesome, Sonia. I think this is great. I think making the shift from a world controlled by FOMO to stepping into JOMO, the yeah. joy of missing out, is a great thing for all of us. Yeah. Uh, and I think knowing that psychologically we're set up, I think it's been in our it's in our DNA to have this like, oh, what are other people doing kind of thing that's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding that. Uh, not necessarily fighting that, but just more embracing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holding the boundaries, living it up, whether that's reading a book or surfing or whatever whatever it is that you choose to do. Well, I think that'll do it for our show. Thanks so much for listening to the Nature Unplugged podcast. We would love it if you took a minute to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find our episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Check out natureunplugged.com for awesome resources and information. No FOMO on natureunplugged.com, just cool resources. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You can also reach us out, reach out to us directly from our website. All right. Well, have a wonderful, wonderful day, wonderful evening, wonderful morning, whatever time it is. Uh, say no to FOMO. Embrace the Jumma. Bye. If you think you should go, I'm We'll let you go. Oh, oh.